I love reading romance, even with my mom. Historical, paranormal, a good rom com. We both like a grump, an alpha, and a beard. But reading with my mom, well, it gets kind of weird. I'm reading steamy scenes, getting bothered and hot. But if mom is asking, I read it for the plot. We look for swoony scenes, those moments that delight. Communication's good, and the banter's so right. So if you'd like to read along and join the group, here's a little secret I'll let you into the loop. It's just a little show that we like to dub, not your mom's romance book club. Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen, and joining me as always is my mom. Hi, mom. Hello, Ellen. How's it going? Going well. Good. Not joining us as always is listener Megan. Welcome, Megan. Hello. Thank you for having me. We're so happy to have you. Uh, today with Megan, we are going to be talking about folk around and find out. Oh, that was a little that was a little dicey when I said that. <laughs> it is a little uh, tricky by, one. <laughs> by Penny Reed. And later we are going to get to know Megan a little better. But first. Mom, Megan, what have you been reading and watching? Let Megan go first. Um, I did actually prepare for this because I couldn't remember all the questions you guys. That's asked. more than mom usually does. So good job. <laughs> I just watched season two of Slow Horses on Apple TV, and I finished season three. I think it is of Mythic Quest, oh. and. I had a reread of It Happened One Summer, good old Tessa Bailey. And we are reading with my little Jason, Jekka, our, our little side group. We're taking a break from Bonkers Raids. And we are reading the beginning of series that we needed to jump start into. So Jason picked this month and he picked the Vine Witch series. So we read oh. Vine Witch and we're reading The Glamorous. Actually, today is our start off for that. Nice. Oh, and I read Beauty and the Mustache. I was trying to get back in the zone. In the penny, in the penny zone. Yeah. yeah it's been a long time since I've read that one, I think. I think I've only read that one once. At least I've only recorded it once. I might have only I think I've only read it once. And I think I read it when I was reading Knitting in the Siri, not Knitting in the City. Yeah. Not yeah, even with the Winston brothers. It's all her POV. And then I remembered, oh yeah, all the knitting in the city is single POV yeah. versus the Winston by the duel. So it's really good though. It it made me like, oh, I love that one so much. And I yeah. yeah. It, it made me cry a lot. I think that's why I haven't revisited it as much <laughs> as the other ones. Yeah, um, I definitely got the feels for sure. Yeah. How are you liking Mythic Quest? I need to pick that one back up. Oh, I love that. I love binging that show too. It's really fun. Yeah. And the whole season's over now. So. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to get back into that one. I've got. Because we watched some of that. I've been in like such a weird headspace. I can't get Ellen to watch anything. I just, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, I can't be asked to watch anything other than like complete brainless like I don't have to follow any plot shows so like that, I'm watching... I totally understand that yeah okay. I've just been like I get home and I'm like I don't want to watch anything that I have to follow I just want to watch something that like kind of makes noise at me and mm-hmm. doesn't require anything I can me. do that for you don't do that <laughs> listen that's what kids do to me all day long but I, I am well aware <laughs> but um yeah I've just been like because mom 
Like we both, I I do want to watch Mom Watched Wednesday, and I do want to yeah. watch it, but like I just can't be Same. be arsed <laughs> to like watch anything. And Sorry, so, I don't know. Sorry, I tried That's to include you. It's like the comfort rewatch. That's yeah. where I usually live. That's why I like finally got around to catching up on a couple. That's why I've been watching just like a ton of Taskmaster and over and over again I watch Taskmaster that's like all I want to do these days QI and QI and like my British panel shows where they just kind of make funnies and I can kind of zone out especially right now I'm trying to get this mother effing (laughs) Afghan done for my niece (laughs) and it is the blanket that never ends and I I told my mom, I'm like, I'm just going to throw it at her. <laughs> I'm so sick of this stupid blanket. And so I'm trying to get it done before her birthday. I already missed well, Christmas it's on you. Cause you made it super big. I know, but it, I, and literally it's going to like see her into adulthood and beyond. Like it's wide enough for two people. Like she could have her and marital it's night feel like a weighted blanket. blanket. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. you have to stay the favorite, right? That's my goal in life. That's why I moved to Dallas to be the stay favorite auntie. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> no, that's I like last time when she spent the night, I was like, let's go to the movies, let's go to the arcade, let's mm-hmm. get whatever snacks you want. I'm like, my I'm trying to be fun, Aunt Ellen, but no. I yeah. literally hate this stupid blanket. It's <laughs> Um, yeah, I've been watching a lot of QI. That's been my latest, which is another British panel show. That's all I want to watch. And then I've been, other than this book, reading my kids in school are doing like small group book clubs. And they're, you know, complaining about having to read 40 pages. And I told them, I'm like, well, I'm reading 40 pages of all y'all's books. So (laughs) (laughs) I should be the all of us. So I'm reading four books at the same time for them. And Yet they always want to complain to me, but. And I watched Wednesday with my husband and we really enjoyed it. The fun thing about it is it's got a lot of like pup. If you've watched the old series, like I did as a child, um, it's got a lot of old pop culture references to that, to the old series that makes it kind of fun to watch. And then it's got, you know, murder mystery and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Up mom's alley. Just. All at my own. One more new thing, though. It's like I can't handle new. That's I reread so much because I just even romance. I already know it's going to have an HEA, but I just uh, I can't. Sometimes I just can't handle one new thing. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I was trying to tell somebody. I'm like that used to be like my thing. Like that people knew about me was that I stayed up to date on all the movies and TV. And I'm just like, I don't know if it's because there's just so much of it now or what it it is. But I'm just like overwhelmed by having to watch stuff nowadays so much content yeah however I do appreciate these new shows that only have like eight episodes yeah so exactly to sit down and watch a season and it's only eight episodes it's like okay I can do that in a couple days well and and I do if I am gonna watch something these days (laughs) I think I mentioned this last time or a couple episodes ago but it's like somebody will say do you want to watch a movie I'm like oh no I don't I don't have a movie in me but then I'll watch like five episodes of you know yes. an hour long show and I'm like I have that in me apparently, <laughs> apparently I can do that I can do that totally. but, but no movies uh-uh, uh-uh. Nah. I don't have the attention span for that yeah. um yeah interesting um somebody needs to write like a dissertation on 
what's wrong with my brain. Why you're so weird. I know I'm not the only one. Like Megan's. Oh no, hundred percent. Yeah. And I even read, I know that there was like, um, I read an article during COVID that was about like how everybody was wanting just comfort watches. Like nobody wanted to watch anything new. It was like office Gilmore girls, you know, like Mm -hmm. these were the shows that were like being watched the most and, um, just how like some, there's some sort of psychology to that. It's kind of interesting. And, you know, we know from the podcast too, that like only like super fun, funny, light romances. That's like all anybody. Well, especially yeah. During COVID that was, yeah. So I, yeah. I got a bit dark during COVID. I <laughs> I didn't have any, like, we didn't have any problems. I did. We, we I tried to have a too much. I went the opposite direction. I was reading like the zombie romances. Did, did you know that was a thing? It's a thing. I believe it. Listen, and the you seem to know holes. all the, all the deep, dark holes of the romance. <laughs> like you're kind of like my go-to gal for, you know, now I'm in like the happy, only happy all the time right okay. now. Yeah, for sure. Well, and COVID was when mom and I got like super into the like murder shows too. So yeah. like we were obviously a little bit on the mm-hmm. dark side of that as well. Well, if we tried to read any books that had like any angst in them, we'd get people were just like, this was too angsty to me. This was too much angst. And yeah. you're like, okay. <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, okay. Today. We are going to be talking about Book Around and Find Out by Penny Reed. It is the second full book in her Good Folk series, which is an offshoot series from her Winston Brothers series. Have you heard of it? Have you heard of it? I've heard of it. Have you guys heard of it? Okay. Uh, Penny Reed is no stranger to the show. We have covered seven of her books from four of her series. Uh, In the Winston Brothers series, I was looking back. It's kind of interesting. We weirdly covered book three. Then we did book five then we did book seven then we did book one but you know then we've also just sporadically talked about every one of her books in one way was book five roscoe's book i know we did roscoe's yeah so it was cletus and then roscoe and then billy and scarlet billy and scarlet and then we went back and did Dwayne with um Kristen. Yeah. And, and Billy and Scarlet really have like two books because their yeah. novella is like a novel size. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's what's technically considered book six is the yeah. The little prequel book or whatever yeah. from their high school days. Um, so I think it's safe to say you guys know that we love Penny Reed books. So let's see if this one holds up. Maybe this is the one that breaks the bank. I don't know. All right. Here's the back cover description. He needs to get her out of his system just once. Hank Weller doesn't help people. He leaves that do-gooder nonsense to his best friend, Bo Winston. Hank does what he wants, when he wants, with whomever he wants. And Hank does not want to hire Charlotte Mitchell to be an exotic dancer at his club, The Pink Pony. Sure, he can't help noticing the dips and curves of her, how shrewd, smart, and funny she is, the fire in her hazel eyes. He's always noticed he's, she'd probably draw a crowd and entice the regulars. But after Charlotte's messy public divorce made Hank's club out to be the culprit and made her the single mother of four kids, he doesn't need or want any additional bad press courtesy of Charlotte Mitchell or the distraction. Unfortunately for him, the town's prettiest charity case doesn't seem to understand the meaning of the words nope, no, and never. Charlotte Mitchell doesn't much like Hank Weller. Once upon a time, she used to. Years ago, she liked him a whole heck of a lot, despite other folks in town labeling him as eccentric and nonconformist. 
which were polite Southern alternatives to filthy rich and self-centered douchebag. Her opinion of him changed dramatically after he volunteered to be her date to junior prom and then promptly stood her up. They haven't so much as acknowledged each other in over a decade, but a sudden family emergency means Charlotte needs access to Hank's club ASAP. Unfortunately for her, the narcissistic fancy pants doesn't seem to understand the meaning of the words help, generosity, and compassion, but he is about to find himself schooled. Charlotte is going to teach Hank a lesson once and for all about basic human decency, whether he likes it or not. Spoiler alert, he likes it. <laughs> Winky face emoji. That's literally on the back of her skin. That's not my usual, because uh, usually I add that spoiler alert. <laughs> spoiler alert. He likes it just fine. But that is uh, in the text of the back cover description. Um, that is like one of the better back cover descriptions. And I'm well, not I saying that. Penny might write her own back cover description. I can see that. Because she's her own publishing company. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, okay. Mom, Megan, what did you think of Folk Around and Find Out? Megan, we will defer to you first as the guest and then we will tell you if your opinion is wrong (laughs) (laughs) well I I actually was a bit concerned because I didn't really like Hank before I read this book and I didn't read Jackson's book and I was kind of concerned that for this podcast I would have a negative feeling but that was a dumb idea because I loved this book I will also report that Jason loved it too oh okay (laughs) Yes, we have a comment from Jason later on. Um, Well, that's weird, Megan, because we hated it. Just kidding. (laughs) We love it. I can't even lie for that long. (laughs) I don't know why I was afraid. I don't know why. Listen, we've had lots of those moments. Well, I read, we read so many books and I, like, I won't read a penny read for a long time. And I've read all these other books by all these other authors. And then I think I go to a penny read and it's, it's like coming home or something it's just he just has a way of writing where there's never any lulls in the story there's never and it just moves along it makes you want to keep reading all the time Mm -hmm. and I I can't pinpoint a thing that she does but her books are just so much easier to read like so enjoyable to read just yes they're so fun you're having fun reading it yes yeah and there's not Like we were talking about it, like they're, they don't do things that are like needlessly stupid, which always mm-hmm. like annoys us. There's not like, there's always something happening. Like I think, cause you guys know <laughs> it's been, it's been a struggle lately for me to like read and get into like books. And I feel like I haven't been able to fully love something in a long time. I don't know if that's just a, in general or just with books, but, um, and, but like with, her books I was just like in it the whole time I had no like literally I was in bed all morning yesterday reading it and then mom was like hey we're going to lunch now and I'm like what I thought we were going to lunch at two and she's like it is two and I'm like what <laughs> so in other words <laughs> Ellen like how is, yeah. <laughs> I was like how is that possible um but I was just in it so hardcore loving it that I just didn't like even notice. And, um, and I just, I just like, I just want to bask in the warmth of her books. Like they're just so good. I don't. And I know that like, as a reader and you're just kind of drawn to certain 
writers writing styles like some people love authors that I know that we don't <laughs> love as much like and that's just a thing and I think there's like a voice out there for everybody Penny Reed is my is what I like yeah. like her writing style is just what I like I yes how she does it is what I like and, and like I said I don't even know what to pinpoint and say this is yeah. what she does but it's just her books are just a joy to read. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't really, like you said, you can't pinpoint it. It's just, it's just something. It has that special something and it gives you a feeling that I don't get that feel. I get good feelings and other feelings that are in the script, but I don't get this feeling yeah. from a non Penny Reed book. And it's and not, I, a, yeah. I just forget about it until I'm in Yes. It. Yeah. Same. Exactly. And it's not even like they're overly, like because they're they're definitely fun and that helps and it's and they have like sweet moments which helps but it's not even like they're like super treacly or anything where you're just like oh sweet it's like there's they're just like real and not annoying and well and the, there's always that little there's always humor and yeah they're just really fun yeah and yeah pacing wise too because that's been like a you know, because usually we're trying to like muscle through a book and um, I didn't have to like be annoyed by pacing at all. I also listened to part of this yeah. one because my boyfriend, Chris Brinkley, <laughs> but um, <laughs> hi, he might be listening. So hi, Chris. <laughs> hi, Chris. And it, this is just more on that, but it's interesting to me because Chris, I know we've talked to him before about all the voices that he does for all the different Winston brothers and, and his thought process and, and why he does certain voices for different characters. And his Hank voice, I could tell, had less of a Tennessee accent because mm -hmm. Hank you know, went to school in the North. This is what Chris would tell us. <laughs> Mm -hmm. He went to school in the north, and so he would have lost some of his accent. And just because of his upbringing, you know, he didn't have, you know, he was brought up in kind of a snooty, privileged lifestyle, and so he would have had less he of a tendency, have the, like backwoodsy. Yeah, so he would the... have had less of an accent. And um, but Chris just brings it every time, and I love it. And Joy too does so good. And I honestly think that Penny writes the word features into the story just because. She loves to hear Joy say, I oh, love to hear Joy say sure. the word features. 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 Yeah. <laughs> well, and you forget that he's doing all these other voices until like Jethro's in, on the page. Yes. Or Cletus. So different. There's his Cletus yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, okay. What did we think of Charlotte as our heroine? Who we kind of got to know. You really should read... Um, Jackson's, Jackson's book. book. I was actually shocked at how much I liked Jackson's book. Like I have it downloaded. Yeah. I think that's I'm going to go dirty back. Talker, yeah. That's what Jackson... I'm going to go back on a whole Winston brother journey yeah. again. There, I, I was kind of thinking to. I want to do that too, just because I loved this book so much, but um, Jackson was much more of a dirty birdie than I was expecting. And I was into it. Yeah. There's like a scene on the boat that like stands out in my memory and it's pretty nice. Just going to say, I'll just leave that. Um, but Charlotte, he dated, you know, Jackson and Charlotte right. tried to make something work. And so she kind of appears in that, um, book. Uh, what did we think of Charlotte here as our heroine? I liked her. I, I, 
I thought that, like I said, going into it, I thought I might have issues with it because of Hank's, like, kind of his history. And Charlotte, just the way that she was presented originally, like, on the cover description, I was like, I don't know about this. And then I just loved her right right off. I think what, like, do you want to go? Yeah, because I do have something to say. The thing about Charlotte is she had every reason to be kind of... um, angry at the world because she had mm-hmm. kind of a dick husband and um and he was awful and you know she was left with these four kids mm-hmm. and she had every reason to be angry and bitter and she wasn't she just was always mm-hmm. sweet and, and positive and you know whatever he was an idiot and I'm glad he's out of my life you know he, that kind of attitude which mm-hmm. made her seem stronger to me than she could have been written as kind of a weaker character and I'm glad that she was written to be strong and and optimistic the thing that kind mm-hmm. of stood out to about Charlotte for me is that I feel like a lot of times um with both like the heroes and the heroines they're kind of given these um like over these kind of like stereotypical personalities like oh she's uber uber sweet oh he's super alpha and like they're kind of defined by this like one personality trait she just felt like really normal to me <laughs> you know mm-hmm. she's definitely much more of a positive um kind of sunny side person but she felt normal she felt very even keeled like do you know what I mean yeah. does that make sense mm-hmm. and so she didn't um it just made her feel more natural to me like she felt like somebody I know and not like some archetype um of a romance heroine and I think especially because she's got (laughs) she's a single mother there's a lot of things that she could do with that to make her kind of more of an archetype but she never like leaned into that at all and um I I really liked that about Charlotte Mm -hmm. but that's I agree. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. She wasn't like fake sunshine. It it was very real. She was a very nice person. She didn't, that was sometimes to her detriment because she Uh just wouldn't think badly about people that they would say something bad about her or other people. So that also felt real to me. Like I I know people like that. So yeah, it did seem very real. I was worried about like when she was working at strip club, I was worried First of all, I was worried about her ex's family yeah, glomming right. onto that, which they tried to. Yeah. That didn't work. But I was also worried about her job because I could see her job. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah I was I that too. Yeah. I was definitely, you know, us having worked, either worked or working in education, I was like, uh, you're not thinking this all the way through. Because <laughs> she's, you know, like, oh, I have the summer off. It's fine. It'll, it'll be fine. And I'm like, and I kind of thought maybe something would happen with that and she would end up having to keep working for him. But um, yeah, uh, no, I guess Green Valley. She's got that trust fund money now. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't work in school anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, okay. Anything else on Charlotte? I mean, mm-hmm. other than no. what we're going to talk about story yeah, I points. I really liked her. Yeah, me too. Um, okay, what do we think of Hank as our hero? Megan, I know you said you were a little worried heading into this about Hank. I was worried, but right away, it was. It, I didn't have to warm up to him. Right away, it was very clear who he was. And even if he had to realize some things about himself and how he appeared towards others, like he had no idea 
about those things about himself, it seemed like. It, it was more of just like a realization of how, of what he was putting out into the world. And other people still knew he was a good man. It just was kind of more of a, a self journey, I think. Yeah. I'm always a little and, worried when someone works in the, like, exotic dancers or porn mm-hmm. industry whenever we have a book like that because you're, you're never sure how it's going to be written and I'm not sure how I'm going to like this person because there's a lot of aspects of those industry. industries that are not good <laughs> mm-hmm. but um but he was written really well and I liked the way he watched out for everybody that worked for him and which I'm sure was on purpose but yeah, yeah. I, I was worried about that too I felt like it was still very sex positive, but also realistic into how people would react to him being in their lives. Like that seemed real. Um, But especially small uh, town, Tennessee. Yeah. Small town America. Yeah, for sure. And I think she didn't uh, ignore the seedier parts when speaking about the other clubs. So I think that was good too, to get that balance. But uh, I don't know. Penny Reed heroes are just, so dreamy. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. And very early on, most of her heroes are like all in, even if they don't realize it themselves. Everybody else is like, oh, they're they're all in. They're yeah. <laughs> yes. So. This is happening. He was, but he was quick. He and mm-hmm. like the way he like talked about it was funny. Just that he was like, oh yeah. I mean, I think I love her. <laughs> it was just like I think I've loved yeah. her for a long time. <laughs> and, um, yeah, that that seems to be a a, a a like um what's the word I'm looking for a run through with Penny Reed books. There's always like a, a scene line, where yeah. yeah through line there we go where one of the characters is just like uh so explain to me what you what your understanding of love is. Okay, I'm in love with this person. Okay, cool. <laughs> like there's always like that scene. That little conversation you had at Bo with Bo. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Funny. Like that's a thing that. Well, and and I lost that conversation with Bo because it kind of gave you some insight into uh, Hank about where he's like, well, Shelly doesn't like me. And he's like, why would you think Shelly doesn't like you? And he's like, I've never given her anything. And it's like, do you really think that <laughs> that's, what... that's why people like you is because you give them things? And that was just kind of an interesting insight into Hank's you know, messed up childhood. I mean, Hank's been like yeah. in the background of all the books. Yeah. Like I think, yeah. I mean, I don't know if he's in book one, but he's basically been somewhere. I'm in, pretty sure he's been in all of them. I yeah. think he was mentioned in Beauty and the Mustache, like oh, mentioned. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's been, he's been there the whole time. So yeah. it was really nice to now get to see like him take center stage and get to know him better and kind of see what makes him tick you know because like all we've ever heard is kind of these like oh he's just this kind of devil may care ne'er do well um guy who still has a good heart because he's you know buddies with Bo well and he's helped him with all these different things um yeah but it was just interesting to see kind of he he had this kind of rebellious streak in him and um how that's kind of defined him but I do feel like you would get to a point in your life where you're like eh, I'm kind of over that now <laughs> you do your rebellious teenager in my 30s yeah exactly and yeah. um so it was kind of and mom was saying earlier she's like I liked that he didn't uh like she, he didn't rescue her like and I was like mm-hmm. no if anything it's more like she rescues him like yeah yes he helps her out but she kind of helps him to see like 
what's more important in life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because she didn't need the job. It was nice and the extra money would have been nice, but Mm -hmm. she was making it happen on her own. Yeah. And so the job wasn't going to save her. And even when the in-laws, you know, came after her, she went to Cletus instead of him. She made it happen. Yeah. And I thought it was going to be like, he was going to like, let me, let me and the Winstons take care of yeah, this. You stand back. I got this. Yeah. But I'll no, pay she, for all the lawyers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But she didn't need him. And that was awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, How was it to be back in Green Valley? I, I, I love Green Valley. I, <laughs> I love it. Apparently this, the next book is going to be the last in the series, um, which makes me sad. And I'm wondering if she's just kind of got like Green Valley burnout. I could yeah. see that. Did you guys um, read the preview? I never read I previews. I'm so excited. I've been like waiting for Isaac for Yeah, I have been waiting for Isaac for a long time. I'm so Except excited. then, okay, what about the 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 bodyguard guy like he needs a bit I know well that's that I'm really shocked and I'm wondering if they'll like show up somewhere in the smarty pants yeah. universe um, because uh bodyguard definitely um Patty I thought like she was yeah. definitely setting Patty up for something um well and any of the strippers and I mean there's a lot of yeah but when mm-hmm. Hannah played such a big part in this story I thought oh Hannah's gonna be in the next book yeah yeah with Isaac. <gasps> I so forgot excited. it was Isaac. And then when I saw, I was like, oh, oh yeah, that's right. I heard that. Yeah. And I really, I like more than anything, yes, I want Isaac to fall in love, but I really need to see Isaac and Jen have like a reconciliation, yeah. a reconciliation moment. Because we've never really we seen it. Some grovels. Yes. Hardcore grovels yes. out of that book. Um, yeah, you should have read the preview. I even read like the extended, like I signed, I went oh, onto cool. the website and read the extended one. Well, I, I don't like reading previews because then I get all into it and then I want to read the whole book. And here's the other problem I have is a lot of times I'll start a book and I'll think, oh, I've already read this book, but I didn't. Sure. I only read the preview, but I can't, you know, my brain well, that's your problem. <laughs> that is my problem. I'm well, well aware. On the, <laughs> the audio book, it was a preview for a different series at the end of the book, but I happened to like pull up the Kindle version too. I had both versions and it automatically went to the end of the book and it was the preview. And then I was like, Oh, this was not on the audio. Yeah. Yeah. The audio books had, um, I think it was Jackson James book. I think it was the first book in the series. Yeah. You do need it. uh, Some other like a high school or something. I can't remember now. I remember something I hadn't read. Um, yes, I I just love Green Valley. She could write Green Valley books for time and all eternity, and I would. It's a lot of hot people that live in Green Valley. Yeah, I could never live there. Hot, secretly rich people. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I could never live there because they'd be like, um, "You're not pretty enough." What are you doing here? City? Go to Nashville. <laughs> Knoxville, Nashville, <laughs> anywhere but here. You're ruining, you're ruining our quota. <laughs> I don't know. There's some of the like. It, you, if you were, All if right. you were there, you careful. Ha- careful. <laughs> if you were there, you'd have to be like one of those really bitchy, judgmental. Like, okay, I can do that. <laughs> one of the church ladies. Yeah, <laughs> one of the church ladies. <laughs> those are the only. It's either hot, cool, rich people, or judgmental gossipy gossipy like friends of the sylvester dad 
people. <laughs> yeah. So okay. that, those are your only two options. Mom. My only two options. Okay. Um, okay. How did you like spending time at the pink pony? And what did you think about what the book had to say about that industry? Which we kind I of enjoyed it on. more than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. It gave me even different tone. <laughs> the example I'm going to give is a way different tone if you haven't read it. But it gave me vibes of like uh, Night by uh, Christian Ashley, I think. Um, It's a darker (laughs) book, but he has some girls that he runs a similar way to the way that the... Got it. Is it another strip club or is it... Is not a strip club. Okay, got it. Spoiler <laughs> alert. alert. Yeah. <laughs> that does not sound like mom's kind of cup of tea. <laughs> I, I don't think so. <laughs> um, well, now I want to read it. Another thing. It's not the same as the hookup. Same <laughs> that was, that was Too much. That's my Kristen Alley. Yeah, Kristen Ashley. Ashley. Yeah. Um, yes, I, I mean, so with you know, we mentioned Hank's always been in the background of the Winston brothers, but with Hank has always been the pink pony. So it was mm-hmm. kind of fun to, um, see the pink pony more in action. Um, and I, I did like that, you know, he could, he never felt like he could leave because he felt it was like his responsibility mm-hmm. to protect these girls, Take care of these girls and, yeah. um, and make sure that it was being handled in a safe, like, positive Mm -hmm. uh environment so I did like that um and I do like Heather now or no not Heather Hannah sorry I was you know me I get my names my same letter names mixed up there was a Um, Heather in there yes there was um but Hannah now taking over and um Mm -hmm. kind of carrying on that proud tradition I will say I thought for sure there was going to be a scene where Hank stripped first. Well, they made all this big deal about it. <laughs> like, where but, and scene? even like, there was a point in the book where he was like, I have two hen parties tonight. I'm like, Charlotte yes. is for sure going to be at one of those hen parties. <laughs> and yeah, it I didn't happen. Felt like there were, a, that's like my only, I love the book. And it's not an almost like, I definitely loved it, but I thought there were a couple, like I might, 4.5 this because yeah. there were a couple of hanging threads like that that were super important to the story just like we never saw Hank strip yes. <laughs> we never I, I just kept thinking there would be some sort of like a new prom situation like yeah. I know it wasn't a big deal to him because he didn't even remember it but I just kind of thought like oh this is setting us up for something like that and like her mom didn't ever really like that just kind of never went anywhere with her mom after she freaked out about their relationship. Yeah. They didn't have like a kind of a meeting of the, the of minds, minds. That. but they weren't like essential to the story. It was just like things that I thought would happen. And then they didn't. I will also agree with that. They're like, I loved it. Like I said, I was in it in the whole time. It's just mm-hmm. after the fact, when I was sitting exactly. down to write notes on this, I was like, Oh, this kind of didn't like, get seen through all the way and like the the Heather actually now that I mentioned her like that storyline kind of like I mean that's the catalyst of the whole book and it kind of just kind of fizzled away fizzles away um cleared itself out yes and um yeah 
And so I, 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 I would agree with that as well. However, it was already a 418 page book. I know <laughs> it you might feel be, like it. but <laughs> I know no, it didn't. And the thing is, is I would have read a 450 page book with Hank stripping. For a <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Well, maybe she, maybe she'll write a, a bonus scene. Bonus scene. Yeah. Get on that. Yeah. Money. I will read it to the hills and back. Hey, um, you got an epilogue and that's all I'm going to Oh, it's cool. true. And I did really like that. Episode. I liked that epilogue, epilogue where it was years yeah. later and it showed his relationship with the kids and well, and it's like yeah. mainly about his relationship with the kids. Yeah, the kids. It's like, yeah. I mean, it's sort of about, in fact, here's my next question. Um, let's talk about Hank and the children. What did you think about what she has to say about his relationship with her kids and kind of his transition from like, I don't want kids to now being stuck with these four kids not stuck but now having these four kids like and what that has to say about his change of priorities I guess literally happened in one scene like literally (laughs) shifting from oh why would I talk to that gross kid to yeah oh this kid's pretty cool I like this kid yeah and I did like how like he had like you said he kind of has his own like each of his relationships with each of the kids is like mm-hmm. totally different. Well, and the kids were quirky enough that it, it made him realize, oh, this is kind of a cool kid in each case. I mean, they yeah. each had mm-hmm. something that made him say, oh, I like yeah, this. Yeah, we didn't get to see him like until the epilogue connect with uh, Frankie, Frankie, which I would have liked mm-hmm. that as a full palette as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I really, I mean, <laughs> say what you said earlier about teaching. <laughs> Well, when I, when I, when I had kids and I really liked my kids, we had a lot of fun together. And, um, I thought, oh, I really like kids. I think I'm going to go into teaching. And then I started teaching. I realized, you know what? I really like my kids. I don't like other people's kids, (laughs) (laughs) but it was a little too late. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that, Ellen. (laughs) Learning some of that. Um, Yeah. And so, uh, I think that's kind of the case with Hank is he just kind of, he's like, I don't like kids as a whole. I just like these kids. Um, and I did like that. And I, and you know, obviously I think it's meant to be part of his journey to kind of reprioritizing his, his life and, um, kind of realizing that maybe the things he wanted as a, kind of stick it to the man teenager slash young adult are have shifted as he's kind of gotten older and matured a bit um and yeah Yeah. I especially liked how his first interactions with the two kids with two of the kids were separate from Charlotte like she wasn't even aware that they were being introduced and his exposure to them was completely independent because it was about his relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, it, and like I said, the epilogue just felt even like more, it was like a, here's where he is with the kids now. And it like sort of tacks on, oh, and Charlotte's still there too. <laughs> Charlotte. And he goes and bangs Charlotte. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they sneak off and I was like, I did like too that he was just no nonsense about it. He kind of ran the kids like he ran. Yeah. He was used to being in charge of a business. And so he kind of went in and said, okay, I need to give them all something to do. You do this, you do this, you do this. And, you know, he kind of ran the kids like he did, like he would run a business. And Mm -hmm. it made sense 
with his personality rather than being something you know he wasn't going to be all sweet and gooey and cuddly with him he that's just not his personality but yeah anyway yes um okay let's talk about penny reed and her conflicts because this is another thing that i noticed while reading this book and granted it's been a little while since i read a penny reed but i feel like her conflicts um you know she has the occasional like shootout conflict um a la last book in or not last book uh roscoe's Roscoe's book book. where there's the shootout kind of situation um but i feel like a lot of times her conflicts are just there's some friction and then it works itself out and so they're not always like the most grandiose conflicts in the world but i think that's kind of what makes it feel a little more well i don't think most people's lives are full of those kind of big conflicts i mean that's you know that's just and not the, the way life usually there's is. There's no one turning off their phones like oh we always take. Right? Yes, exactly. That's and the other their, thing. their relationship conflict was very early in the book. The like, oh, we can't do this was very early. And mm-hmm. then the later, the external conflict came later. And it was also just like over very quickly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And um, I think that that kind of makes it feel, yeah, because that's how kind of more the way life really conflicts is conflicts happen in life you know it's this um yeah because I was trying to think like okay well you know because I always have a conflict question I was like what would even I mean I guess like them not wanting to be together publicly for the kids so that's a thing and yeah that's like a problem midway through the book when they start kind of mm-hmm. talking about hooking up well, and then the whole thing with her in-laws trying to get custody, yeah. but even that just kind of goes Super away bad. pretty quickly. Takes yeah. And, and, she, and she did not have a phone. He was trying to get a hold of her and was kind of, but even that. That was like one night. Yeah. And he wasn't <laughs> even really worried. He's like, I can't get a hold of her, but it, you know, it wasn't like. It wasn't know. like she deliberately shut off her phone yeah. because yeah. of they, she wanted to have a lack of communication. It was right. like a yes. horror movie, lack of communication. Yeah. The phone was broken. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but I it just this one got me thinking about how she does that really well. Where and it's like I we were saying earlier, like I just like her books because people don't do stupid things that piss me off. It's like I mean they do occasionally still do that, but Beauty and the Mustache has mega conflict towards the end. Yeah. That's an I, older book. Yeah, and she she doesn't not it's like I said, she doesn't not do it, but I think yeah. Um, especially like her interpersonal conflicts piss me off a lot less than Agreed. than a lot of other books. Well, the do. people act more real in her books than they than some of the other authors' books. But bless their hearts. Bless their hearts. Sorry, my dog <laughs> is in rare form tonight with the snoring. Um, if you say that on every single episode, then it's not rare. It's true. <laughs> um, he is very loud. Um. Let's talk about sex, baby. Hank is a dirty talker. Well, she wanted it. Yeah, she did. She was into it. Yeah, she was into it. She was like, say it. She's like, talk, talk some more. Talk some more. Keep talking. (laughs) I was like, girl, I feel you. I was like, yes, keep him talking, girl. Well, and I think that she was just kind of so starved for, you know, anyone being kind to her and helping her. I think she just really got into that and you know yeah 
I get that. And I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciated it as well. <laughs> really the only like negative I have to say about the sex is that there should have freaking been a scene where he stripped for her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's the only negative. Well, it does say that when he was stripping, he was vision envisioning her the whole time. So yes, but... that's why I needed the scene. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why it needed to happen in real life. <laughs> I'm surprised she didn't demand it. Like, okay, I want to see. Take it off. I want to see it. I want to see your show right now. Here, yeah. do it for this me. This is like definitely bonus epilogue material. Yes, <laughs> for sure. Um, yeah, I, I think one of the listener comments says like, wow, this was a lot dirtier than really than previous penny read books and um i was like no i remember reading a couple lately where i'm like oh dang girl you got well even i I think winston brothers there was i think the talk is always around i think it's just the frequency and there wasn't in this either like her frequency isn't it's not always on the page as often after they finally do it they're not like doing it every five seconds on the page I think well because this one they I mean have oral right and then sex in the office I think there's some fingering well that was but that's like later the when they are in Cletus's office that's much later yeah 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 like it takes them a while to get to that point yeah um but that's the first time there was actual like penetration Mm -hmm. um Yes, I, uh, but I will point you to the last book because I remember reading the last one, the Jackson James book and being like, oh, shoot, she's coming oh, back. Like, talking like Tessa Bailey territory. <laughs> well, I okay. mean, like more approaching that than like, I felt like she has previously, like, I felt okay. like that one was pretty like saucy. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. probably not Tessa Bailey. Don't, don't, don't quote me on that. Don't hold me to that. <laughs> Um, it does depend standard. on the <laughs> Yes, for sure. Um, now, this is where I ask what your swooniest moment was. Here's oh. here's what I will say. It's all going to be the same one. Yeah, right? I was like, there, there is no other option. Uh, <laughs> no other option. <laughs> I hold on in my brain because I know everyone's going to pick the same no, one. No, because him showing up when she needs him and like is helping her with the sick there's no other answer because that is the swooniest sexiest thing a man can do like and she doesn't even know he's doing it that's even better like she doesn't even know and he's just taking care of it yeah well i love that he went up and took care of her and put her in the bathtub and everything but there's no talk about you know, getting her naked or any of that kind of stuff. It's just, yeah, she just, just very clear, you know? put her in the bathtub. Yeah. 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 And it's, and I was like, thank you. That's because no one should be thinking about that kind of stuff. I mean, when... literally, like, this is it. This is, I was telling mom, like, this is, this is the only thing. This is all we want. All it's we just want. a yes. man to show up and just be like, okay, what needs done? This needs done. This needs done. This needs done. Let's do it. I'm here for you. I got you. Let's do this. And I'm like, this book had mega competence kink vibe yeah, yeah. from both sides because he was like really digging how awesome she was at like yep. running the books. He was very attracted to that. And then him just like, let's do it. Take care of it. Oh, yes. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, like that's that's the only correct answer. There are other swoony moments, but yes. that is the ultimate moment. Now, I also really liked the stuff with um like, you know, 
and she also really liked it but just when he's being really sweet with her kids and like reaching out to her kids and she's just like oh my gosh panty melter like <laughs> yeah. yes please um that was and all how good. he calls her angel and actually the first time he calls her angel was pretty swoony and yeah. then he did it all the time after that yes so yeah I loved it. yeah no that was I mean I also just real as like a whole I mean um I am not a single mother but you know we as women like to take on a lot of mm-hmm. extra stuff and so we all feel overwhelmed I mean that's just adults and and humans in general but um so there's just something really hot about someone who is just like let me help you let me help you like carry the load and I just really loved the whole um message of because you know she kept thinking of being in a relationship as just one more thing on her plate but he he just kind of comes to her and says like, no, it's not supposed to be that. Like, I want to be the person that helps you. you. Yeah. yeah. And like, you still deserve good things and things that help take care of you sexually and, you know, otherwise. Yeah. Um, I did but- like in the epilogue too, when, when <laughs> they were talking about how they kept it a secret from the kids and the kids are like, um, we yeah, we totally knew. <laughs> we, yeah. we knew what was going on. I thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Cause now I have conversations with my children and I'm like, I don't want to hear, you know, these things from you kids. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, I see how it is. <laughs> no, I mean, no, I, not that. It's just that you guys keep bringing up stuff you did as kids Uh-oh. that, that Uh-oh. I'm like, no, I just read or would rather be ignorant of what of was going me, on in my house. Perfect angel. Yeah. Right. They were perfect angels. off the bookshelf. Yes. All, like uh, yes. All that stuff. Yeah. But, um, so it's just funny to, it was funny to hear them say, uh, yeah, we knew the whole time dad, dad, it was cute that they yeah. called him dad. Well, their dad was a piece of shit. So he was, and he did adopt them. Adopted them, Yeah, which is, that means their dad had to give up rights to them. So mm-hmm. he must've really been a piece of work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I know I liked the whole like cup of sugar. Yeah. You know, like she's got, I've only got four spoons of sugar. I got, I got four mm things of sugar and I don't have enough to give to anybody else and it's like but none of that give yeah none of that ever scared him off he's just like yeah it's okay oh and in the beginning too he's even just like I'll be there for anything that you want it to be like I'll just be like he's willing to take the scraps that you would offer and then she's like hey wait a minute no you deserve something better too like this yeah. is a relationship. And I did like that. I did like that, that she's like, I don't want to use you. Like, cause he's like, if, listen, if you just want like an F buddy, I'm willing to do that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, and, and so I like that she kind of arrives at, no, I, you know, if we're going to do this, I want to try to, to date. date you. Like yeah. I want to, I want yeah. us to do it full, full blown. Um, and I liked, I liked that too. Like that she, it shows what kind of person she is where she's like, no, I can't, I can't do that. Take advantage of you. Um, but it was, yeah, he was just, and I just, I love when he, um, you know, I, I like, I like a spat of jealousy. And so like when he runs into Jackson James at the hardware store and he's just like, uh, you're doing what now? Uh, no, no, you're not. Were, and you know like he's tell Jackson's like oh you know like we went and brought her dinner because uh, you know uh Frankie's been sick he's like what 
he's what? <laughs> and just like that, he has this realization, like if she's going to be going through this stuff, like I want to be the person that's there mm. to like help her with it. And, um, I was just like, oh gosh, so hot. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else is fixing my woman's wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I also like where he's trying to like get into Jackson James, like you're going to tell people around town that this is how I'm paying you back is that I am helping Charlotte. And that is why I'm at her house. That's why my car's parked in front of her house. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, that was all good. Um, I liked all of it. Um, dog just woke up. All right. Uh, that is what the three of us think now let's hear from some of you. And, you know, I, we have a lot of, I mean, like a lot of our listenership came came, over to us from from Penny Penny Reed. Reed. Um, so we've got some fellow Penny fans in, in the forum. Quite a few of them. Yes. Um, but also like a surprising amount of people who have never read Penny Reed. And I'm like, how did you come here? <laughs> Everybody else came to us through. Penny and how Reed. can you listen to our podcast and not be like, I have to check out. I got to check Ben is walks on water. Catherine says, welcome to the Penny verse new to Penny read. No Yomos. As long as you don't start with the last book in a series, you can pretty much start with any of her books. If you start within a series like this one, I'd follow it up with whichever characters you are curious about and then keep going from there. So maybe Sienna and Jethro stick out to you and then you read their book. Then you want to see what's going on with Cletus and so on. I want to give a shout out to the Knitting in the City series since that was my introduction to Penny Reed 10 years ago now in college. That's crazy. Also, 10 Trends to Seduce Your Best Friend, which is a very reread friendly book about TikTok. Anyway, don't be intimidated. They can mostly be read out of order with a handful of exceptions that are well marked in the description. I feel so proud of Ellen and your mom for growing the podcast so widely that some members of our community are new to Penny Reed. <laughs> when I joined, it doubled as the Penny Reed fan club. <laughs> uh, it's true. Yeah, that's true. Now about these two. I love them together. I like that she wasn't looking for the type of partner everyone assumed she was. I liked how he didn't go from not liking kids to liking them because of her. It was because of his individual relationships with each of them. The baby made it sound like he was really involved in this whole thing in the epilogue, but bro, you were a baby. I remember what happened and you don't. I just read it and you were a baby. Uh, So true to life though. So far, I'm two for two on the books we've read so far this year. Excited to hear Megan on the podcast. Hey, shout out to Megan. Um, Yeah, agreed with all that. Yeah. I'm trying to remember what, what my first Penny Reed book was. I think, I think I, mm, I don't remember if I, well, I, cause you ne- wanted me to read Cletus's book for the podcast. Yes. So I had to read all the ones knitting. going up to it. I didn't read knitting series till a- knitting in the city series until after I read the Winston brothers. So I read all the Winston brothers books I think that were first... out at the time because it only went up to, uh, I think books, my I first think. book must've been five, yeah. truth or beard. I think that's where I started. And then I read that series and then I went back then and I went read, back and read knitting the Knitting in the, the City series. Well, we did, I guess it was when we did Dan's book. We When we did Dan's, because I was looking back at our Penny Reed episodes, when we did Dan's book, we... I hadn't read any of them and all, I had to read all called, seven. <laughs> it's called 
marriage of inconvenience slash penny extravaganza <laughs> where we just talked about the whole knitting in the city series and that's where i have my uh dan rap redo the rap and um and yeah, if you i have to go back because i had didn't finish knitting in the city because i started with the first winston brothers and whichever beard that one is the first one and then i realized that there were other so I went back to Neanderthal Nietzsche and I read up to Ashley's book and then I went back to the Winston brothers. Oh you gotta finish. for Cletus. Oh it was rough. you gotta read Dan yeah. Dan's book and um and yeah, you've got to listen really you've got to listen to Ellen's rap because it's amazing. So I it, don't know about that but it is but it, so we go back and listen to that episode because that's my I favorite. have listened to the episode. I just haven't read the book. Okay. I well, like you spoilers. should read the book. You should read the book though because it's is there another yeah. one but after between is there an I can't remember is there another one between is there another one that she hasn't read from that series yes there's the one about um is it Greg and Fiona no well Greg and Fiona I think theirs is after yeah Yeah, but and then also Matthew and oh the um the AI one yeah the um I can't remember her name I can't remember what it's called. Love Hacked? Um, no, not Love Hacked is, is they're the one together with Alex. in yeah, they're together. I know which one you're talking in, about. I just can't remember what it's called. Um dating-ish. Dating, dating-ish. Yeah, I think right? those are the three that I haven't yeah, read. I'm pretty sure that's yeah. what it's called. They come after Beauty and the Mustache. So yeah, I should I should go back and I should because I did like that series. I, I love Greg and Fiona's. Maybe that's what I'll listen to. It's harder because it's a single POV. And what I love so much is I love her hero POVs. Yeah. yeah so it it is harder to go back at this point now that I know what I'm missing. But they're still really good. I do think that Dan's book though is dual POV. Dual POV. Well, I know they had two narrators yeah oh well there you go maybe she also realized that she likes dan and, dan and cat is that who it yeah. is i can't remember i can't i can remember the guy's names but i can't remember any of the girls names yeah. um no but that one is really good and like because that's i that serious i had spent like the whole time wanting dan to get his book and then after i read those i went back and read the chemistry and physics series yeah and you know what they weren't all out when I read them yeah and they were coming out at the same time as the Winston brothers so yeah well for a while there she was just pumping out book after book after book I'm like Penny how on earth you were all on KU that's how I found them originally yeah I don't think any no, yeah I, all. All. <laughs> I am I am a purist so I I had seen like a lot of people this I remember this I'd seen a lot of people talking about Cletus's book and so I wanted to go back and I wanted to read Cletus's book but I was like I have to read the, the first. first book in the series and I didn't realize that yeah there was that's another, what happened that it was yeah. attached and so then I had to back up mm-hmm. yeah so I did read Dwayne <laughs> and then I read Jethro and then I read Cletus because I and then I remember literally this is the only book I've ever done this with I finished Cletus's book at like one in the morning and I was like I'm just gonna start this book over again (laughs) (laughs) reread it again yeah I've read that one so many and Jethro's book is when I first heard is when I first listened to Chris's voice and I was like Mm. I literally pulled over on the street I'm like Ellen you have got to listen to this guy's voice so good (laughs) and his Jethro voice is my favorite I even told Chris I said I love his Jethro Jethro voice (laughs) very good um Sarah who we love uh we love all of you but 
We love Sarah. Um, she said, I loved this book. I loved how strong Charlotte was. And Hank's push to realize he deserves the good in life. Plus, Charlotte's kids were amazing. Watching both characters grow and change was fun. But I enjoyed seeing Hank and the Pink Pony in general through a different lens. The respect he has for his employees was amazing. The book also confronted town gossip and prejudices in a very realistic way. Charlotte's apathy towards it was refreshing to me. Yeah, I really, really enjoyed this one. Yeah, especially because like so much of this of like the Winston Brothers series has been has kind of dealt with like how gossipy this town can be. And mm-hmm. so to have a character that's just like, I don't care. Like, I don't care what any of these people think. And um, and just have her like kind of especially because she is a single mother, she's like, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, why would I care about this? Um, I that just like seemed like a very natural choice to have as someone who just does not degaff you know who like yeah but like it points out in the book whether you care or not those things can come back to bite you in the butt yeah especially like when she's got her kids to look out for yeah which is unfortunate but true um okay um ashley ashley has a lot to say so buckle up um (laughs) She says, first, let me apologize in advance for the longer post. It's okay, Ashley. But I have a lot of thoughts and felt the need to write a dissertation. (laughs) I really liked this one. I don't even like single mom stories, but if Penny Reed writes it, I'm going to read it. I really liked Charlotte in the previous book, so I was excited to get her story. I think Penny has a way of writing quirky heroines, but they never come across as not like other girls. True. And kind of like what we were saying, right? Like not Mm -hmm. archetypal in my opinion. Um, They're just endearing and you can't help but root for them. I loved Charlotte's attitude and how she could care less about getting involved in town gossip. That being said, there was a lot I wish we saw or questions that needed answered, which I'm sure will be discussed. We did discuss some of these from glancing over it, but let's get into what Ashley has written her dissertation about (laughs) the main conflict Hank not feeling good enough since everyone thinks he's the sleazy strip club owner who ruined Charlotte's marriage I really wish they got together halfway through and then we actually see them having to deal with being a couple as Hank is trying to change it would have been great to see Charlotte standing up to the town gossips and showing Hank the strip club truly does not bother her I know the kids were concerned, but I don't get the sense the kids would have cared either. I could definitely see scenes where Kimmy comes home from school talking about how she told some kid off or making comments or Joshua using it as an opportunity to discuss how strip clubs contribute to the local economy. (laughs) Um, Yes, I know they are too young to actually know what a strip club is, but still, I think we could have gotten some really funny and emotional scenes if this played out. Instead, Sienna throws a party to show her support and then it cuts to 20 years later. Thoughts on that? I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Um, that's sh- Penny chose to write it dif- to write it differently, and I I'm fine with that as well. I I think she doesn't. Penny doesn't fall in the trap of using the kids too much, where they get annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe that's one of those things. I do agree with that. And precocious kids usually irritate me. Yeah, and yeah. and you know I think also. You know, I those scenes could be fun. I think I think an, a different writer would have those scenes with the kids where it's like the kids are also standing up for Hank, but Charlotte didn't want them to have to stand up for Hank, and neither did Not Hank. And so, 
yeah and so um I think that's also a you know conscious decision by Penny Reed probably um so uh Ashley continues I feel like we needed more backstory Hank mentions he had horrible parents but how bad was it for him growing up are his parents still alive we also found out Hank is also a stripper how did that happen and why didn't we get a scene where Hank gives Charlotte a private dance yes obviously we agree with that um I some of the other books you get some of his background yeah I was gonna say I I do feel like you get some of I think in Sienna's book because she goes and stays with him for a while like when she first gets to town and I think we get some of that backstory there yeah um yeah I think that's where I it has been a long time since I read it's been a long time since I read it too but I do remember them talking about him. And, and maybe there should have been and... a mention of, you know, some of, because I do not remember if they're, if his parents are dead or alive. They're dead. Okay. They're and dead. they was, left yeah, him a house. Yeah. I remember that. And he didn't want the house. So he gave it to Bo. I, I just, well, they, and then the house on Bandit Lake too was like, right. That might be the one he gave to Bo. I can't I remember. Thanks, because that's where he lives in this one. Okay, right? Yeah, anyway. you have to be willed those houses. Well, and even the in um, Truth or Beard, like at the very beginning, when they are playing Truth or Dare, they're at his place yeah. so, oh, yeah. on the beach. Yeah, by his house. Um, Ashley continues. Charlotte's ex-husband. How did they get together? Obviously, Charlotte got married young, but why was she drawn to him? When did she realize he sucked and why did she stay married? She didn't strike me as the type to stay married just to save face. What was the straw that finally broke her back? Also, why, why bring the idea of him coming back just to resolve the issue a minute later? Was it just to have a scene with Cletus and why doesn't he like Hank? I do feel like we get that answer. I feel like Cletus would appreciate that Hank doesn't conform to society's expectations. Cletus says he doesn't like Hank because of Jackson. Because of Jackson. Because he was yeah, mean to Jackson. He's, he's not very nice to Jackson. Which is funny because Which, Cletus used to hate Cletus him. is mean to <laughs> Yeah, Cletus was the one threatening Jackson. Armadillos. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah. Uh, yeah, leprosy. leprosy. Um, uh, yes, I, I don't disagree with finding out more I think it's more just he he was a sucky husband yeah, yeah. and it wasn't really any more than that well and, and sucky husbands can turn on the charm when they need to and probably knock her up and get her pregnant and then turn into a douchebag again they do it all the time yeah <laughs> and she even said that he was her. really char- no my husband's lovely um <laughs> she even said that he was charming in high school and then he just turned out to be a huge deadbeat well so. and that she she was drawn remember she had that conversation with i think sienna where she's like talking about hank and she's like i like that he is a little he's got a rebellious streak to him she's like i thought that my husband had that too but he just turned out to be was kind of sucky yeah (laughs) um yeah and i think it's just not supposed to be any more than that I don't it, think... it was that whole Anne of Green Gables thing. I like it. He could be wicked, but wouldn't like wicked like when he's bad for me, but yeah, not yeah. everybody and her husband was bad for all the reasons. Yeah. And um, you know, because she doesn't even know she she says that she kicked him out of the house before she even knew that he was yeah sleeping around. So um, well, I think she probably knew she he was sleeping around. She didn't know he was having an affair with Carly. Specifically with the yeah 
Um, so I think it's just supposed to not be any more than that. And I think a lot of these things that, you know, are maybe questions that you have, Ashley, are maybe some of the reason that I like the pacing of the book is because we don't dwell on these yeah, things. Yeah, it just moves along. Um, too much. Uh, and I really like I that, having it, questions it, about it. that she didn't try to make us feel sorry for Charlotte. And I think that if we'd gotten too much of that backstory, we would have just felt sorry for her. And I didn't want, I liked that we didn't get a chance to just, for her to have a pity party and, and to feel sorry for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley continues again. This didn't take away from my enjoyment, but I felt like I still had so many questions after I was done. Maybe I'm just panicking because I've heard that Penny will be done with this series after Isaac's book, which is fine, except don't write so many characters. I want stories for LOL. Who is Patty's unrequited love? Will Dave the bouncer find love? What about the dancers we met? Hopefully the pink pony will be a new setting in the smarty pants world. And since we saw the kids as adults, I want their stories too. And did anyone else get excited thinking Alessandro, the guy Sonia married, was going to be Elizabeth and Nico's son and she was setting up the second generation? Oh my gosh, I love that. (laughs) Um, Last thing, I love how pizza was a symbol for Hank, for love, friendship, and happiness. That being said, I'm single and live by myself. I order pizza all the time. It's called leftovers. <laughs> Girl, same. Yeah. Same. Um, feel that. Um, yeah. She definitely, like, I mean, since she's introduced so many of the kids as adults, she definitely could do a freaking second generation because she's got she them could. all. Like, well, even at the end of um Winston. Yeah, uh, the Winston Dan, brothers or Billy's Billy and Scarlet's book. There's a huge thing there where they have I know, all that's the kids what I'm together. Saying, and... Like there's like a whole family tree established for mm-hmm. the Winstons at this point. Just saying. Just saying, Penny, get going. <laughs> Start writing. As we just said, that we think she's <laughs> sick of dealing with Green Valley. Um, any other thoughts on anything on Ashley's dissertation? Thank you for your TED Talk, Ashley. <laughs> Actually, a lot of it we agreed with already. So yeah true um chris brinkley chimed in what? and what? said i loved this book excited to hear the episode well oh, I, I, lo- I loved you reading it to me chris thanks <laughs> same <laughs> as always chris as always chris um i had to read it faster so i didn't listen chris but i do think i am gonna go back and and like I usually, whenever I usually listen to books, I speed it up. But whenever Chris is reading the book, I don't speed it up. Got it. I want, I nice want hear, slow. <laughs> I want to hear his voice. Oh, I can't. I can't listen below two point five anymore. It just sounds two point five. Slow. Oh my goodness! Oh my gosh! That's my can't slow. That fast. <laughs> Jeez, what what do you usually listen at? It depends. I <laughs> I do one. The fastest I think I can do is one point five. I'm usually, if I've never read it, I usually stick to two point five so I can absorb. Because sometimes it's like, wait, what happened? I don't know where I am. At two point five, I'd be like, are they speaking English? Yeah. <laughs> oh, but you get used to it. You like work up to it, and then you. Can't I mean, that's back. That's true because sometimes I'll listen. Like I usually listen. I think I'm usually like 1.3 is like what I keep it at, and then I go back to like normal, and I'm like, geez, pick it up a little bit. Come on, faster. (laughs) I'm gonna have to go and listen. Try and see if I can listen to a book. I couldn't. I know for a fact I couldn't. That would. I can't even. You can't just start there. You have to work your way up. Build, build up to it. Okay. Yeah. But when Chris is reading, I have to read. I have to listen to it at nice. a, slow at, at the normal level. <laughs> 
just so I think in. I I started this one at like 2.3 so I could just get into the drawl a little bit. <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. 2.5 though. I didn't Your brain high. must work faster than mine, Megan. Well, I probably well, I read really fast. So I would always get frustrated that the audiobooks took me so much longer than reading. So I my problem is Jason like, does too. I'm always doing audiobooks at um like while I'm doing something else. And so mm-hmm. I I just don't like, so if it's going too fast, you can't. I even it. have a hard, I have a hard enough time. Like usually I'll save audiobooks for like my re, like my comfort re-listens and things like that. So that's yeah, why I do lot. listen to a lot of like Penny Reads or Tessa Dares or, you know, something like that, where I've, I'm like, oh, I loved this book. Let's go back and listen to this one. Um, it, I yeah. Um, I'm, I'm going to have to see if I can do that though. I, that's don't, insane. I know I can't. I know you can't either. I know I can't. I, I can't even, I, at one point, oh my gosh, if it like gets reset, it's, oh, <laughs> you're like, oh, <laughs> well, crazy. and I can't, um, well, I'm a very slow reader, like very yeah, slow. She is. And um, like, I have to read every word. And if I realize I wasn't really paying attention, I have to go back and reread. I'm just a really slow reader. But um, so know. actually, audiobooks are often faster for me, even at the normal speed. I'm like such but, the opposite. Like I can read it so much quicker than I can listen to it. I'm sorry. I have a slow brain. Yeah. Mom, mom and I always like mom will start a book. She's like, oh, I'm I'm at 60%. You better you better get going. You better get started. And then I'm like, she's like, where are Back you? There. I'm like, she'll start I'm like, it. I'm and, it be- and she'll finish it before me. And I'm like, gosh, dang, I hate you so much. <laughs> But do you remember what happened? Because no. I don't. I forget it all. But neither does she anymore. Well, yeah, I, I used to be better. I used to remember better. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I remember. I, um, I can. I don't know. I feel like you and I are basically the same now with like retention. Yeah. Um. I definitely. I definitely like. If I didn't read as many books as I read, I would probably remember better. But I think I'm doing a little better because I'm not reading as much as I was before. Yeah. I only read 150 last year. So that was like, 51. I had a lower, I think I, I, I think I only did like 57. I think I did year. like 60 last year. I, I, think. I read too many during 2020, 2021. Yeah, it, it was, on, it was too, it was unhealthy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I, I'd like tell people at work, you know, like, oh, I, they're like, what'd you do? I'm like, well, I had to read a book and they're like, like a whole book I'm like yeah and they're like did you start it like last week I'm like no I read an entire book on Saturday (laughs) I I read this book today (laughs) so I wouldn't forget so I wouldn't forget what happened that's but that's what we do too is like we always end up putting it off until like right when we're well because if I read it and then finish it and then start another book it throws me off because I can't remember what happened in the last book totally gone um Karen says, uh, I will read anything Penny Reed writes and have a special place in my heart for Green Valley. That said, it took some suspension of disbelief for me that these two were so clueless about their shared past and the town. Like, seriously, someone as smart as Charlotte didn't realize what the town was saying about her and how it might impact Tank? Not buying into town gossip is one thing, but this was next level head in the sand on her part. I also am a former family law attorney, so I always nitpick child custody storylines. In the end, though, they were so sweet as a couple. Totally loved how Hank fell for her kids. Then them coming together as a family really got me. And especially after last week's discussion about a lack of epilogue, this has such a lovely, satisfying wrap up. 
I do remember that we had beef with that last yeah. week. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do. I mean, I do think there's some truth in her to her comment though, where she says, um, nobody gossips about my marriage to me. Yeah. <laughs> and it's right. like, and I, there is truth to that. Like, you're not going to yeah. hear like the honest to goodness truth of what yeah, you don't always hear what people yeah, are saying. And and like yeah. even you know, I think really the only person that she's like super close to in the town is her probably her mother or or the fellow Winstons who aren't participating in the gossip as much either. Well and Sierra or Sierra. Yeah, but she's just come back. She hasn't been there. Yeah, either. yeah. Yes. That's the other thing is like she hasn't even been back in town for that long. Um so I kind of, I, I kind of bought into that a little bit more, I think, because she has that line in there. Um, and I also bought into the fact that Hank has no idea that he stood her up. Yeah. I bought, yeah. I bought that. I bought that too. Cause men are oblivious. And I could totally see, especially and like girls build things up. Yeah. yeah. Girls build things up in their brain. And I could totally see her saying, I want you to ask me to prom. And, and he's so, like, okay, done. Okay, I done. I asked you to prom. prom. <laughs> Like that's such a dude, like a teenage boy, like that's yeah. such a 19-year-old boy thing to do. Oh, absolutely. That I I bought that. Okay. Will you go to prom with me? Done. I asked you. <laughs> no more is needed. Um, a 16-year-old girl would just assume he's gonna know when yeah. to pick me up. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I totally bought that. Um, Heather says, I read anything and everything Penny Reed writes. I really enjoyed this book. I've been very curious about Hank for some time. Penny showed him, showed how much depth he really has had. And that was very enjoyable. I love how both Charlotte and Hank weren't what you would expect them to be at first glance. These were two very different characters who absolutely needed each other. It was great to see them both in such a different light. I absolutely love how pizza is Hank's love language. This small (laughs) detail made me really happy. I did heart that. I did hear that Penny is done with this series after Isaac's book. And that makes me so sad. There are so many characters I need more from. Agreed. I wonder who she's going to, like, she always kind of showcases a side character in one book that shows up in the next book. You know, like Charlotte was showcased in Jackson's book and and then Hannah was showcased in this book. So who's she going to showcase in that She's not going to showcase anybody because she's done with the series. I know, that's what I'm saying. How's the story even going to continue? Yeah, but Winston Brothers were done, and we were like, "Well, Jackson's getting a book." Yeah, no, he's not a Winston Brothers. So. Never say die, or never say never. Never right? say never. Um, Cassie says, "I loved this book. I read it at a time when I needed it. Reading a book set in Green Valley and featuring the Winstons feels like a warm hug." Yes, mm-hmm. I really liked Charlotte in the first book in this series, and I was so happy when I found out she was the heroine in this book. I liked Hank as a hero too. They fit well together. And I liked how Hank fit into Charlotte's family too. It's hard for me to like kids in a romance book, but I really liked Charlotte's kids and felt like they added to the story. Overall, this book worked really well for me and I can't wait for the next book in the series. Side note, was it just me or was this book a bit spicier than some of Penny Reed's other books? Maybe it was just Hank's dirty talk or his inner monologue, but I was surprised girl go back and read Jackson James again. I'm just saying like I don't know if I'm like miss if I'm like building this up in my head but I just remember being like hot damn Jackson Jackson <laughs> I also just remember like walking away from that book like kind of say I think I said like on the podcast like I never thought that like Jackson James would be in contention for my favorite like Penny Reed hero because that is some like 
fighting words from me. <laughs> um, anyway, like-minded Laurie, she says, well, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. While it was absolutely a super fun and spicy romance, there was definitely a romance element to it as well for Hank. Yeah. If you've read the Winston Brothers books, the Hank here is not the Hank we met way back in truth or beard i mean he's the same hank but not and because penny reed is a genius i bought his arc from then to now he was always a wily troublemaker but his lifelong friendship with the affable bow always just let you know there was good in hank it was so enjoyable to see hank realize it was worthwhile to let other people see his goodness too i love that charlotte totally took him by surprise and watching uh hank interact with her kids was an utter delight I had a few slight quibbles that other folks have mentioned as well. Just because Charlotte didn't put stock in or participate in town gossip didn't mean she had to be oblivious to how it worked or that it existed in the first place. Um, the use of Cletus felt a little less diabolical than I've come to expect. And let's face it, diabolical Cletus is a delight. Uh, leaving out stripper Hank in action was a sadly missed opportunity, right? <laughs> yes. Um, however, my complaints are all minor and didn't truly distract from my enjoyment of the book. If I'm totally honest, I think I'm incapable of not enjoying Chris Brinkley and Joy Nash read the words of Penny Reed, especially when the setting is Green Valley, Tennessee. I love the idea of a second generation series somewhere down the line. It's too sad to consider the idea that Isaac's book could conceivably be the last of Penny's Green Valley stories. Oh, and did anyone else notice that some of the ladies that worked at the Pink Pony seem to be named for some of the authors in the Smarty Pants Romance universe, or did I make that up? I didn't notice that, but now that you say it, yes, that does line up. I haven't read very a lot of stories in the in the smarty pants in the smarty pants series yeah. um i do i am pretty there's like an april though and there was an april in the mm-hmm. and a piper and there was pipe there's piper sheldon and she's anyway um different ashley says i knew i would love this book because i love hank and have been waiting for this book forever however the reason i loved it so much was very unexpected as a single mom i related to charlotte hard. I myself have only three servings of sugar labeled Hamish, Fergus, and Sybil. And beyond that, I have nothing else to give. Or so I believed. At the time I was reading this book, I had just introduced my kids to my partner. This person has made me realize I don't always have to give the sugar. I am allowed to take from those who love me. I don't always, uh, sorry. And in fact, they want me to take it. I didn't have the words to describe it until I read this book. My highlighter got a workout. Also, at the time, I was finishing up my accounting and bookkeeping diploma, so the parallels were uncanny. Yeah. That is crazy. Plus, the part where Shelley told Hank he should come around more often made my heart melt. I am so happy for both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's really nice, Ashley. And um, that's a good... I'm glad that, that that you got to take that away from the book. Um, friend of Megan and friend of the show... Uh, singular male listener Jason who well, we have Arthur even Arthur. if we get that, other that is how he's labeled in my phone uh he says i loved this one i thought the way that they both cared for the people around them so much made them perfect for one another um true they have that in common and they do it kind of in different ways but um yeah i like that And then finally, Gail says, I listened to all the books in this series so far this week, which seems to be about reforming the troublemakers from the Winston series. It's kind of true. I kind of loved that, but also wasn't entirely convinced. But I do love spending time in Green Valley and listening to Chris Brinkley. So, of course, I'll give the book a really like to a love. Swooniest moment was Hank taking care of Charlotte. 
when she was sick. Correct. Uh, favorite moment was when Charlotte's mom found them in bed. Joy's narration was so funny. I listened twice. Overall, I thought some things like Hank and Charlotte getting together took too long and the resolution of custody issues were too fast. Um, fair. I mean, we have kind of like across the board similar. Yeah. And I don't, it's like I said, I don't disagree with any of them. I just feel like I didn't even consider them until afterwards when I was like, oh yeah, that, that, mm, huh, that never happened. Huh. Yeah. Although I, the only one was the stripping. You wanted the yeah. stripping. Cause I was waiting for that. <laughs> he could have stripped while she was wearing the prom dress. Like they could have. Oh my gosh. Oh, two for one. Yeah. That would have been great. Um, final thoughts on folk around and find out. Just thank you, Penny Reed. Yeah, yeah. Just loved it. You write it, Penny. We'll read we'll it. Read we'll it. read it and love it, apparently. Apparently. Because apparently <laughs> your brand is my brand. Yeah. Like yeah. I just want whatever juice you got, girl. And get Chris and Joy to read it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Even if it's set in, you know, wherever. Northern <laughs> California. Um, yeah. I'm I'm here for it. Um, okay. This is usually when we end but not today my friends because we still have to get to know Megan a little bit better and uh so I have my regular list of questions uh for our feature that I sometimes call get to know a book club member so Megan (laughs) now that you've been talking to us for mm, an hour and a half um tell us a little bit about yourself um, whatever you're willing the, to share with the people oh I live nearish Dallas I'm a California girl recent transplant like all the other Californians yeah <laughs> and uh, I know I was I like afraid from... to tell Texans that I was from California because I would oh, just get like yeah. the, it's, it's, oh it's you're one of those now. we've yeah, really I'm like sure. invaded yeah yeah it's uh, a whole thing yeah um you change your license plate like as yes as, as quickly as possible yes I did yeah. that too yeah. Uh, and I work from home, so I do get to listen to audio while I'm working. I'm a traffic manager, which is actually within project management at a design studio. You experience design, just like theme parks and more. Hmm. So it's pretty fun. I don't do that part. I just see it. I just yeah. make, I assign people to design it. That's what I do. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was your gateway drug into reading romance? Are you a lifelonger? Was there I, something? I didn't think I was a lifelonger, but technically I guess I did read inspirational romance, like historical inspirational romance. Like got it from when I was like 12 and on. And then I thought it was too predictable and I didn't want to read any of that anymore. And um, I was kind of back in the YA urban fantasy realms. And then I stumbled, I don't know, maybe like six or seven years ago into some, I was trying to do like some fairy tale retellings. And then I stumbled in and it was romance and I didn't realize it was mm-hmm. like the beastly tales by MJ Haig, uh-huh. um, several things. Um, and then as I was in this whole fairy tale retelling journey, I accidentally read a historical romance 
accidentally because I was, didn't know that it wasn't magical. It was yeah. the Eloisa James. That's what, that was my guess. Series. Yeah, yeah, it was actually the the Cinderella Kiss at Midnight, I think it's called. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the series that the 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 Beauty and the Beast one. Yeah, Yeah. that one, which is like, oh, and I read that and I was like, what is this? This is like Pride and Prejudice, but spicy. And I am here for it. And I never want to leave. And so I got really into historical. And then I kind of, I, Penny Reed was around like my earliest contemporary kind of reads. And that's actually how I found you guys was from uh, a little Penny Reed situation. I think it was the Beard Science episode yeah uh, yeah so I'm uh now a devotee so yeah. I don't read exclusively romance but but mostly yeah I feel I feel like every romance reader is in some ways a lifelonger because there's like something yeah. that we were doing that makes us I didn't read much romance. yeah you weren't but you still always liked like a romance plot line yeah that's what yeah. I mean it's like we're like always whenever I'm reading something else it's like well why didn't they kiss you yes <laughs> I know I'm really like that why now. are they hooking up what's like, the deal mom and yeah. I will be what I don't know we'll be watching something and it's like you're like kiss yeah we're like uh and this is where they make out like why is that <laughs> clearly <not laughs> when we were watching Miss Scarlet and the Duke we we're like come on already you don't guys got a bang <laughs> that one is such a cock block um okay uh what is your favorite like you know as I say it and mom always says that's a strange situation but gun to your head what is your favorite book romance or otherwise oh okay favorite all-time favorite cliche cliche for a reason Pride and Prejudice and I every time I doubt myself and think I don't think that's my favorite anymore and then I reread it it. and I'm like there is a reason why this is yeah. the best because it is it's see I try to be a little less cliche and say persuasion persuasion I, I think Pride and, Pride and Prejudice is my favorite book and Persuasion is my favorite Jane Austen if that makes sense that I don't make sense <laughs> I, I get like, that Pride and Prejudice has like gone above yeah you know I don't... she's superseded all all literature <laughs> and then yeah I get that exactly. um that's a good choice. What is your favorite genre? So if you you said you don't always read exclusively romance, so what's what do you go to outside of romance? Uh usually fantasy or like a mystery thriller, but lots of fantasy. And See, I would read thriller. fantasy and just be like, okay, so obviously you two should hook up. Like I don't know why this isn't happening. And oh, I do that too when yeah. I forget that it's not a romance. Yeah. Clearly. Clearly you're obsessed with each other. Obviously. Missed opportunity. Yeah. Um, what is your favorite romance subgenre? Now I know you dabble in bonkers. All all of it. All so. the genre. I love my subgenres. Yeah. I I'm I'm the one with all the Goodreads shelves and now storygraph tags. You do. But, I've stalked you on Goodreads a couple of times, like trying well, to find like a good bonkers one. I'm a hardcore mood reader. And so I started like really labeling my books <laughs> with their subgenre with that feel. And so, so that when I wanted to reread something or look for something similar, I noticed that's how I was discovering a lot of books mm-hmm. was through other people's shelves. of the. So I started doing that too. Um, so yeah, I, I do that. 
pretty hardcore, but I'm sorry. What was the question originally? <laughs> favorite my favorite subgenre. Oh, yeah, my favorite subgenre. Oh, I have so many and I yeah. go into so many dark. You like an MC, it seems like, or you've at least dabbled in a lot of MCs. When I go into the dark world, I do love an MC, but I want them to be actually bad. I don't want them to be like just only doing charity. I want them to be really bad, like Joanna Wild, like Reaper, her Reaper series, which is questionable at best as far as um, consent. Consent, yeah. But uh, yeah, I I do love those. But um, I think this, more in the last uh year or so I've definitely been rom-comming it up for sure I haven't been as much in the dark dark world I'm feeling that I'm going to be going in a historical direction soon but I didn't want to before this book because I know I'd have a hard time breaking out of the historical yeah so I'm just biding my time yeah yeah I definitely like my I'm I'm usually rom-com like that's like you know outside of what we have to read for the show but um I will either get in the mood for like angst like I do have like I need an angst started talking to me um I get in the mood for angst or I get in the mood for I get in I get in like fantasy like I'm like I need a fantasy or paranormal or something like that and then I obviously get in historical like I don't I I miss historicals sometimes like because when we we do get around to reading one yeah yeah. I'm always like oh it's fun to read an old I also notice that there's just less of them being written it seems like it's like it seems like I mean I think they're obviously still being written but I don't feel like we're just not hearing about them because they're not popular on book talk don't get yes. me wrong. I love, I do love this book talk. I know people have a lot of opinions about it, but it's still, it's getting romance in our bookstores. And yeah. that's important. When I go yeah. to a bookstore now, their romance section is huge and you can't deny that that's from book talk. Well, listen, I mean, like we go to, you know, this is how I judge like what is being popular is you go to Target and look at yeah. like the bookshelf and I'm like, there's so many of our books here. Lot. Um, and I think it's because they're not marketing them as like straight up romance, you know, but it's still a lot of books that, I mean, that's my thing is I feel like all we're reading is kind of the romance women's fiction that is actually still romance that they refuse to actually just straight up call romance. romance. Um, Yeah. yeah. And, um, but I do feel like that's making us miss out on like some of our historicals and things like that because they're not as like sellable as um well and when I see a historical with a cartoon cover cover it just like yeah I don't like it I don't like it I don't mind the cartoon cover I just don't want it on my historical I know I do I do miss the like like the ripped bodice and the we just read one recently that had like a really good clinchy cover and I can't remember what it was what it went on uh not on that list no last year um okay uh what are your go-to tropes like you see that it's a trope and it's like yes sign me up read read it in my ear grumpy sunshine Mm -hmm. for sure give me a, a a fake engagement or a fake marriage that used to be one for me too 
We've had so many of them. I I still like I'll get on a kick when I want to read like the boss that has to fake marry the assistant. I know like we're supposed to be over billionaires, but like sometimes you just need that kick. And I have a whole subgenre on on my list to go to my go-to ones and I, I hit them and they get me just right. But uh, I do love a fake relationship. Um, Grumpy Sunshine is just. That's just a good so one. Good. Always, yeah. always so good. Um, yeah. It's only one bed. That's always a, a killer yeah. one for me. Forced proximity in general, just like. Yes. Forced... Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Just gobble it up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, marriage <laughs> of convenience is with the fake marriage too, you know? Yeah. Do you feel like, did you notice like the, the dearth of them like recently? I feel, I swear, Um, I have a theory that like everybody when they were writing books in 2020 was like, you know, I just really need to write a fake romance. And there was just something about the so many fake romances that I, I don't want to read a fake date. I want to read like where you had to get married. That's what, okay. which okay. is different. And I feel yeah, like there's yeah. lots of fake dating out there. Um, yeah, I, I want you to have to get married. Well, you definitely need to read the Dan book then. Like, yeah, that's, that's yeah, what that and one. I Dan do, and Cat I book. know that. Yeah. And it is well, harder called, to marriage do. The marriage of contemporary are harder to do in a contemporary setting. Yeah. But when they're done right, it's like that trope that you don't like. But when it's done right, it's like, oh, it's my favorite book. And I don't like this trope. Yep. That's what we talked about. This is a good one. You should go. You should. Yeah, you definitely should read it. It's kind of making me want to go read it. I I probably own it too, which is. Yeah. Um, the audiobook on that one is pretty good too, if I remember. Oh, correctly. yes, yeah, that one's because he's got a really good Boston accent and yeah. he swears. Ooh, all the time. I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, what would be or what has been? I mean, this is a thing that all of us romance readers face. What would you recommend to someone you are trying to get into romance? I I always do hating game, um, which the sixteen in the sick bed scene in this book gave me total hating game vibes yeah I just reread that I think on like the 31st it was like my last book of the year and uh I just love that book so much and it's it's got steam in it but it's at the end and it's it's fairly tame it's so you you know you can slide somebody into it and they won't be thinking you're just a total dirty bird from the beginning that's kind of my go-to too because it's, it's so just like reminiscent of anybody who's ever seen a rom-com like it's just yeah yeah so uh palatable for like just someone who's seen a rom-com before oh the first time I read it and I read as a real book which is shocking and I closed the book and I went online and I ordered it and sent it to two people so it was like you have to read this book and I I sent it to them immediately yeah yeah I always recommend that one yeah that's that's a yeah that's kind of my go-to too because like you said it's low low on the steam and um just good good gateway I feel like it's a good yeah gateway. there's just enough because it's not closed door so they know like if you give them more recs what they're getting into yeah um what are who are some of your favorite authors right now what who's like rocking your boat rocking oh goodness gracious if I go like historical it's always going to be our Eloise's, our Tessa, Julia Snyder, obviously. I love Elizabeth Hoyt. Anything she writes yeah. is amazing. She's um, really 
And when I need, when I need my historical angst, I go to Lorraine Heath. Like she is the yeah. best historical angst. Oh, so much yeah. angst. When I'm in yeah. the mood. Um, was, there was one book of hers that like I bawled during and I can't remember which one it was. Like all of them. And I am not yeah. a crier except like the book, they get me. Oh, yeah. so hard. She's really good. Yeah. And I've met yeah. her a couple of times and she's lovely as well. Oh, I follow her on Instagram. She posts really great historical content yeah but uh those for the historical I, oh and I love um is it Stacy Reed I'm so bad at names that's why yes yeah Stacey. she is awesome too more of a recent find in the last couple of years yeah um but contemporary obviously Penny Reed um I've read a bunch of Kristen Ashley uh let's see oh Lucy Score mm-hmm. I just am obsessed with her and she for me is the best example of like if you don't like a book don't give up on the author because I hated best man or best worst man worst, I worst best man that I hated that book I think you guys yeah. read it on the podcast we did. I didn't like that book and that was the only book I had read by her and for some reason I just kept seeing rock bottom girl like over and over and over in my Amazon would like suggest it to me over and over and I finally read it and that's a big book it's not small and it was like where have you been all my life I and the thing that's interesting about her is that she's kind of all over the like, yeah like totally yeah. she's kind of all over the place because then she's got um, like the Riley Thorns and- yeah and so she's got like her books all have like a very different vibe feel to them I mean they're all yeah. like undoubtedly romance but um but yeah, she's kind of an interesting. She's got a lot of different subgenres. In yeah, it. And... Uh, yeah, definitely different subgenres. They, I like that her heroines tend to be a little older. They're usually like mid yeah. to late thirties, yeah. and they're I so I as a mid to late or late. Uh, <laughs> uh, I I like that a lot. I loved especially in Rock Bottom Girl how like their whole family situation ends up. I don't want to spoil it because it's just yeah. so good. And everyone should read it. But... Yeah, she's definitely become an auto buy for me as well. Yeah, like she's just oh, been really definitely. good lately. Yeah, yeah, everything that she writes. And I waited like until vacation last year to read things we, the last we never, we never, get I'm over. so bad at titles. Yeah. Like, get over. At least over. I can picture the cover for that one, which yeah. is in itself a miracle. But, yeah. and the new one's going to come out soon. But uh, it was I so good. That. And I was like, I can't believe I waited. I know we loved that one too. I know that it's not like everybody's favorite, but I I really oh, I liked like that it. one a lot. Yeah, yeah. Um, really fun. And Tessa Bailey. Yes. Good. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut off your oh. authors. Okay. Um, I think you kind of mentioned this. What got you started listening to us? Penny Reed, right? Oh, Penny Reed. Yeah, Beer yeah. Science. Yeah. I was like looking through the pod, the Apple Store podcast, whatever podcast app, trying to find stuff. Yeah. I just needed more. Need it. Yeah. Especially, yeah. Like that's how I would always go to. It's like, I loved this book so much. I need to see like somebody talking about this and I want to yes. like ingest it. I didn't know anybody that had read it. So I was yeah. like, I need to talk about this book. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is a book that you would like to see us do on the show? Oh, so hard. Um, especially like I don't know if I can take recommendations from you Megan uh that I don't want mom reading all of your no okay uh, <laughs> all right I'll, I'll say like historical something by Elizabeth Hoyt maybe like the Raven Prince or Wicked Intentions I I've literally I've thought many times that we need to do the those Raven are Prince. both great and they're the first in a series 
and yeah. they're both the first in great series. The Raven Prince is like, ah, uh, so good. Have you read that one? Book. I might have read the Raven Prince. Who wrote it's, it? Elizabeth Hoyt. Elizabeth Hoyt. Yeah. I think I've read I think that you one. Have. It's really good. She starts all of her chapters with like a story, like she's telling like some sort of fairy tale throughout yes, the, yes. the Yeah, I think I've read uh, that one. It's very it's a go-to reread for me for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I do love uh Mariana Zapata though, which I, I know this little burn isn't your guys uh fave no. all the time, but wait for it is like oh we read wait for it. But yeah. not on the not on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I love I love a Mariana Zapata. My only problem with Mariana Zapata is that they're like six hundred pages, so freaking long, <laughs> and no. especially like that book. He's so swoony though. Yeah, oh. he is really good. No, I I I do love her books, and I'm behind. I know on a lot of uh a lot of her books um because I know she's got a few out that I haven't read. Um, yeah. Do you know what? I... Honestly, like my, I know I've said this before on the podcast, but like, I think my favorite of hers though, and it was like the biggest shock to me because I was like, why the hell, how am I going to get on board with a figure skating hero? (laughs) Oh, I love that one. I freaking loved that book. (laughs) That's her first audio, I think, that has the second narrator, but it's all still the same because she's all single POV. She has the second narrator read all his lines. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um I loved that one. And I think Chris narrated her Chris, one of her books. Yeah, because he last he time he was did off, he told the us the one I haven't the road something hands about down, down hands down. Okay, the, yeah. Uh, I read because I exactly. I think I listened to that one. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I know I last that, time he was on, he told us I that he's love the heroine in that and I life's too short. Yeah. Well, um, and wait for it. Is that the one where he's like the neighbor that yes. comes over and mows her yeah, lawn and stuff? Yeah. 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 That's, that was, yeah. we read that when I was living in Austin and mom kept like calling, she's like, you need to find these guys. You in need Austin. to find these hot guys. I in know. Austin. I was <laughs> like, my, you know, they're in my, my yeah, state in the neck of the woods. Right? And yeah. so, yeah. yeah. But um, uh, if you don't mind a slow burn and you want to go through like five books, fantasy written and read by Anne Bishop is like always something I recommend to people and you can't really explain it. Is it a romance a over the course of five books? Yeah. And by the time they like hold hands, you're like, I do. I do like that, but um, it also I think your mom sense. would be more on board with, with the, the, the length of time because it's a uh, paranormal ish. Yeah. It does sound like a mom. Mom's been like, I like to, paranormal. Yeah, we've been. It's hard to explain because there's really no other genre to compare it to. So okay, Jason well. loved it after I made him read it. <laughs> and paranormal king. So. Yeah, Jekas really are is. historical. Jekas are resident historical. So okay, I guess I've taken the. And then you handle the bonkers. That's your. This is true. Yeah, yeah, I'm taking a little bonkers. Right? <laughs> yeah, I I get that. That's because I. Yeah, I get that's I have to like dabble. That's like when I'm just doing my own thing. Like I I'll especially like if I come upon a series, I binge a series and then I'm like, okay, now I need to okay. do something else. I need to 
Yeah, we had the last couple that we read in our bonkers time. We were like, mm. I, I don't think we even did the free for all because we didn't like the book that we had just read. So we were like, yeah. I don't have anything to say because it was lame. It was yeah. aliens or something. It's okay to come on and say you didn't like a book. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk about it. <laughs> well, listen, we've had episodes like that where it's like, oh, what are we going to say about this book? And, and then the episode's only like 40 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Not um, Megan, it's been an absolute delight. I mean, like oh. we've always seen and heard from you, but um, we haven't ever gotten to just chat with you. So yeah. thank you so much for coming on and talking to us about the wonderful Penny Reed. And thank um, you. It's been delightful. It has been delightful. Yeah. Um, I won with my Taylor Swift song yeah. on the day I got the ticket. So yeah. it was just Sad. like. <laughs> Where, where are you going? Which in show? Dallas. Okay. On, and we got Saturday night and I was the person. I was the ticket buyer. It was so that stressful. was me too. And I was like, how did I get this job? Because I'm the only one that happened. You were <laughs> like at work. Yeah. Yes. Work. Okay. <laughs> but it's because I cared the most. Is why. <laughs> and you're the most cut True. through. Yeah. Um, okay. So those are our thoughts. Megan's thoughts and some of your thoughts on Folk Around and Find Out by Penny Reed. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter and Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you would like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you on January 23rd, we will be chatting about Camila Knows Best by Farah Heron. Uh, remember, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show, and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. You're welcome. And thank you, more importantly, Megan, for stopping by. You're welcome. All right. Bye. <laughs> bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.